soldiers. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You want to fight? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, Sucker Punch Podcast here with uh, my guest host, Curtis Hightower, two-time Golden Glove champion and LBC champion of 2017 sitting in for Nate. We're going to break down the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight. Were, were any belts on the line for this one, Curtis? Uh uh, yeah, I believe the lineal and WBC heavyweight titles are both on the line for this. Uh, and I believe that's why the rematch clause is put into effect also. So if a belt was lost, whoever lost it had the chance to immediately get it back. Yeah, so did one of them, uh, Tyson Fury had the... Tyson Fury has the lineal heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, the man that beat the man that beat the man that beat the man. And uh, Deontay Wilder has the World Boxing Council uh, heavyweight championship of the world. The WBA, or the WBC. The WBC, yeah. All right. So the green belt. The belt. Everybody wants, everybody wants the green belt. Which one's the green belt? WBC. So everybody wants the Deontay Wilder one. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, everybody wants, Every it doesn't matter what weight class you're in, you want the World Boxing Council belt. You want the WBC belt. Right. Well, it was a great fight. Went to all 12 rounds, went to decision. You know, if you're not... It was an amazing fight. It was an yeah. amazing fight. It really was. It was, you know, I, you know, one of the things that I loved about that fight was just, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, boxing, you know, boxing is dying and this and that. And honestly, there's been so many good fights in the last couple of years. And there's been um, some great heavyweight fights. This was one of, I mean, it was one of the best heavyweight fights. Oh, this was one this, of the best heavyweight fights this, I've, ever, I've seen in general. But not only that, like in general, but it's also one of the best fights. If, if this, if everything that happened in this fight happened in any weight class, it would have been a crazy fight. It would have been a yeah. great fight. Just a yes, great I fight. Agree. And one of the things I think that made this fight, like, for me, I'll be honest, right? I love boxing, you know, striking coach and all that good stuff. But I didn't know a lot about Deontay Wilder. And when I was watching the fight is when I actually heard his record. And the guy's 49, no, 40 and 0. Stepping into 39. this fight, 40 and 0 with 39 knockouts. Knockouts. And one of my all-time... Every single... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Every single... Every single 
every single human being he's gotten into the ring with, he has knocked out. And the only person that took him 12 rounds where he actually gained the WBC heavyweight uh, world uh, title. In the next meeting between him and that man, Deontay Wilder knocked him out in one round. Yeah, it's crazy. And what was the name of that guy? Bermain Stavern. What was it? Bermain Stavern. He was Vermaine actually the first Haitian. Bermain Stavern. Uh, he was the first Haitian uh, heavyweight champion of the world. He beat Chris Ariola to get the WBC belt, I think, back maybe uh, within a range of probably within 2011 to 2015. Somewhere within that range. <coughs> they so, fought twice, I know that. Every person that shared the ring with Deontay Wilder has been knocked out. The one guy that didn't get knocked out got knocked out in the first round on the rematch. Okay, now, rematch. To, to, to clarify that, that was his first title shot? Yep, that was his first title shot. And do you know how many fights he had? Going into that title shot, just uh, he had easily had thirty some fights. Oh, he already had thirty some. I think he was he was eight and zero, I believe. He's eight and zero in title in title defenses. Yeah, uh, walking into the Fury fight, I believe. Um, so I believe he was about at thirty or thirty one before he took on Bermain's to burn. It's crazy, man. So that's a hor- that's a horrifying record. It is. I don't it care. Is, it's completely horrifying. Yeah, I don't care who you are stepping in there. That's that's pretty intimidating. You know that he's knocked out every single person. Even the the Vermaine Stavern, like basically, it just took him thirteen rounds to knock him out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I couldn't do it in twelve, but I got you in thirteen. Like, eventually, listen, if you don't put Deontay Wilder to sleep. He's going to do that to you. That's literally your the deadline. That's that is what you should be chanting to yourself in training in training camp. If I don't put this person to sleep or hurt him bad, honestly, it's just put him to sleep. You know, or a body shot that causes him to sit there for at least 12 seconds. You know what I mean? I agree. Like yeah, how else do you beat this guy? Well, in well, steps Tyson, Fury Tyson. Now, I think. Yeah, in steps yeah. Tyson Fury. And for a heavyweight who is 6'9", with an 85-inch reach, 30 years old, 28 fights. Well, now it went up to 20. He steps in there 27-0 and 0 with 19 KOs. And I, I had said... Not not because, you know, man, I broke this fight down so crazy. I won't give myself that much credit. I just knew that Deontay Wilder was, a, a yeah, like a hard-hitting, aggressive fighter. And I knew that Tyson Fury was a boxer. You know, he, he knows yeah. how to move. He boxes. You know what I mean? He's, he's not just going to sit there um, in the center of the ring, trade shots with you, and see who get who lands the flush one first. You know, so yeah, he's gonna move. He's gonna use his feet. He's gonna yeah. move. And I was telling somebody right before the fight, I was like, you know, I mean, when you when you're standing in front of some, when you know you're gonna fight somebody like Deontay Wilder, and you're a boxer, a boxer, a, a, a counter striker, a, someone who moves, he, he has like that, what do they call it, the Philly shell defense. Yeah, you know that. Generally, the person that you know sits in that 
they they move a lot they're all about their head movement they're all about their footwork you know they're not just trying to pressure you they're trying to make you make mistakes and make you pay yeah, for those they're mistakes. trying to make you play their game they, you as soon as you start following them they have the advantage yeah and and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I, I thought with, with, with Fury and Wilder, I felt like Wilder began to follow Fury, and I believe Fury began to feel that advantage that he was actually getting exactly what he wanted from Wilder during the bout. Um, and I, I felt like he proceeded to, to systematically pick him apart. Yeah. It was... um, until Deontay was able to land um, some heavy shots where he has that, that, that cannon of an arm, um, and it's unrealistic power i believe i i, I don't want to deal with that but it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. even with that tyson fury seemed almost elegantly picking him apart yeah For a man six nine 256 pounds yeah that, that's what i was most impressed by it's like you know Me too, oh, yeah, yeah he's a he's a boxer or anything again six nine what was it? Two hundred and did he did he weigh in it to like sixty, two sixty, two fifty something? I think it was two fifty six. I think it was two hundred and fifty six pounds. I think so. I'm pounds. not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Let me yeah. check. I, I may check Google real quick. Yeah, but I mean, and I, and I was talking about this, and maybe on a next uh, a next fight, a next boxing match, we should do a um, do a podcast with uh, Frank, because me and Frank were talking about it, and I was like. I hate to make this comparison because it's almost like, yo, calm down. You know, he's 27 and 0. He's, but I was like, you know, it reminds me of like how Ali, for a heavyweight, moves so beautifully. Yeah, that's exactly what Tyson Fury reminded me of you know I mean? in, in that bout. But then when you think about it, though, Ali was uh, 6'3". Wasn't he? He was like 6'3", maybe 6'4". It, it wasn't... No, I, yeah, Ali was like 6'4", yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And this guy's a 6'9". It's huge. It's crazy to move like that. You know what I'm saying? To move the, oh, the way the way he moved in that fight, it was, it was really beautiful to watch, man. And then, you know, we're sitting there, we're sitting there talking about it, and at right around the ninth round, you could already tell, like, yo, man, Tyson Fury pretty much got this in the bag. Deontay, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, Deontay just ne- needs to do uh, what he does best, and he needs to land that shot and just put him to sleep. And and I was telling, I was like, the the problem with Tyson Fury is, as great as he's doing, the longer you allow someone like uh, Deontay to live, um, eventually, you know, he's he's the lo- the more opportunity you're giving him to land that shot. And as I say I that, as I say that. We're watching the fight, and as I say that in round, it was round nine, and he lands that shot, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know, it was a beautiful. Um, was th- that the first time he dropped? That was yeah. That was the ninth round. That was the first time. So the weigh-ins, the weight, the, uh, the official weights uh, for the weigh-ins, Tyson Fury weighed in at two hundred and fifty-six point five pounds, and Wilder weighed in at two hundred and twelve point five pounds. Man, two twelve. To two, what was that again? Two fifty six. Two fifty six. Yeah, that's a lot of weight. The lineal and WBC heavyweight champions of the world, and they did not disappoint. No, high long shots. Not at all. And I mean, you could see that. that, that dang man, Hold that's up. what I was most impressed by 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 Tyson Fury. Though I was impressed by his movement, 
his ring generalship. Uh, and for a man that has almost 20 less fights than Deontay Wilder, showed much more ring experience and expertise than, than the man that actually had uh, uh, more uh, ring activity. But, you know, it's, it's that style. And to me, that's the style. That's the only style. Like, I agree. You know, I, I think like, and if you want to, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to like stand by that as far as it's not like Deontay's style hasn't served him well. You know, you, you don't go 40 and 0 with 39 knockouts um, on a style that's shitty. But his style, aggressive knockout yeah, yeah. style is is tailor-made for boxers. You yeah. Because you're like, yeah, he's a boxer too, but you know what I mean when I say a boxer versus a fighter. You know, Deontay yeah. goes in there and he fights. And he's, a, he's boxing. It wasn't like he looked like a shitty fighter in there. He just looked like someone who was in in there with somebody who's just a little bit better better at boxing you know but and that what impressed me the most with Tyson Fury and made me like his uh, I I he I I love Tyson Fury he is one of my favorite boxers right now because after he gets knocked down in the ninth he gets up and he shows out he survives he does, that round he and then he goes yeah, he, after he him wins the round back yeah like it's almost it's impossible to win a round back that you got knocked down. But if if there was anybody who really could have done it, it was like that round. You know what I'm saying? The only way you really win it is like knock him down. You had to knock Deontay Wilder down. But he comes back and he goes after Deontay, and he starts backing up Deontay, and he's like even sticking his tongue out and just taunting him. It was crazy, man. It was. It was completely insane. That you know Tyson Fury was still you know having that much bravado even after being hurt, wanting to continue on, letting him know you may have hurt me, but I have this much energy still, and you have not taken you know my confidence. Yeah, and I mean where where Deontay Wilder after the first knockdown, let alone a second knockdown like the one that actually happened, the confidence of most men has been shot at that point, especially in the heavyweight division. Hell yeah. And then imagine you're the 41st person to stand in front of a guy who, I mean, he's just knocking everyone, everyone he faces out. out and he knocks you down and you get up with that. That's how you respond. That's how yeah. you fucking respond. That's why, like. And that was just inspirational by Tyson Fury. I love that. I know. That was crazy. That was crazy and you know it makes me think of that teddy atlas interview when he was talking about tyson <laughs> the other tyson the mike tyson and how he's not a fighter because when he was faced with adversity how did he really come back and then you see tyson fury and when he's faced with adversary adversity look at what he does he takes it he, yeah. t- he takes the next couple of rounds so he takes like 10 and 11. I don't know uh you know how you could score those rounds. But uh I was even impressed with the way, you know, Tyson Fury dealt with certain aspects of life, not letting life defeat him. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's what I, I even I I even correlated that with Mike Tyson as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he also 
went up to like 400 pounds in um yeah previous his fight right so he was up to like 400 pounds so how did that um go down he he beats klitschko right well he beats klitschko by decision yes yeah and uh and then what happens does he have any fights uh, after he beats, that he beats klitschko he does not defend the wba ibo and uh wbo heavyweight titles he does not defend them um, right. instead what he does is, uh, you know, he kind of just goes on like a, a drug and a uh, party binge for almost two and a half, almost about two years. That's crazy. Um, he, finally Gains, he goes up to like 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like he was suffering from depression and a bunch of other stuff that was going, you know, going on with him. And, uh, eventually not, not necessarily sure how, but he ended up pulling himself back. Yeah. Yo, he reminds me. I'm looking at some highlights of uh, Tyson Fury. Look at him one one time and be like, "Is that uh, Levi if he was like six eight? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yo, that's crazy, man. I mean, I, I have tons of respect for him to come back from all that. Lose. Tyson Fury. Yeah. To come all the way to the United States and do that. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned that he gets. I mean, he get the deaded. In the twelfth round, the dude looked yeah, like I he, was a, he died. I, I was like, "Oh my!" It was crazy because he was doing so fucking good, well. so well in this fight, going into the twelfth. And I literally, I think at that point, I said, "Man, all he has to do is, uh, you know, get on his bike and, and and just coast right now." Like even with the knockdown, it's like, "Yeah, you knocked me down, and that's a ten eight round, but that's like what one of the only rounds you got." You even won. Yeah, and 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 so he goes down, and it looked completely over. It was over with. It was done. I thought so too. I thought I thought Deontay Wilder had killed. <laughs> and I was looking at the the was replay an of it. Part of me when that happened, when he the right hand came, and when he slapped his head with that hook, I thought, damn it, he just killed it. Yeah, man. He just murdered this man on national television. Not national paper. He just murdered this man on pay per view, live, in action, and then by the grace of God and Lazarus. Himself, How the heck? I know. This motherfucker <laughs> rose from the grave. Yeah, some some dude posted. He's like, "Yo, Tyson Fury just came back from the dead like the Undertaker." <laughs> just let nah, uh, Lazarus. He almost, when he hit the grave. Look, it, the ref was on top of him, and he just kind of rolled up, and I could tell about how much pain he was in, and he just when he tried to bounce and he was just so exhausted and then he starts to win that round again he, that's what i thought and i was like you can't count that as a 10-8 round that's not a 10-8 round that's a 10-9 round i don't know that's a, a tough nine wilder round the only reason why like that I, I don't oh that because you're saying they're giving him the extra points they're giving if you have a 10-8 round when you get knocked down in the sport of boxing but my understanding is when you you come back, you're able, to, you're able to get up and survive the round. Yeah. But if you get up, get knocked down in a 10-8 round, and you come back and start whooping his ass, right, you you're not surviving. Right, you feel like it should have been scored 10-9. But 10 that's, nine. yeah, I mean, I, to me, it's like the only, I guess, argument is you could, you could fight somebody, right? You could go around with someone and be beating them for two minutes straight, right? Or let's say you beat them for the first 60 seconds. It's a three-minute round. 
So I, I'm, I'm beating this dude for 60 seconds. For the next 60 seconds, he comes after me. And then the last 60 seconds, I go after him. That's still a 10-9 round. Nobody yeah, got knocked out, he, down, but it was a back and forth, but I got the better half, right? Exactly. So it if I not... a 10-9 round, yeah. Right, 10-9 round. But if someone had gotten knocked down, you know what I mean? So let's say I win the first minute, he knocks me down in the second minute, and then I win the, the, the third minute, you're saying that should be a 10-9 round instead of 10-8. Now... You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I feel so like let's he... Say, let's say... Let's, okay, 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 here we go. So let's say you guys start boxing. You guys start boxing in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the ninth I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then in the first minute and a half, he knocks you down. Now you get up, and for the rest of those two minutes, you're putting on the pressure and outlanding him. Hey, that should be a 10-9 round. Do they stop the, the clock? No. Right, don't they don't stop so. the clock, right? That's a good question. I don't believe so, no. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Kenty. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else about it. But... Oh, I apologize. Uh, but no, no, no. I believe that should be a 10-9 round. Um, you know, the, 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 the rounds where Wilder and Fury were standing up, I believe that there were about two rounds. We'll have to rewatch the fight again more in more detail. But I believe there were almost two full rounds where Deontay Wilder did not land a single punch. Yeah. And if you're not landing punches and your opponent is tagging you, that should be a 10-8 standing round. Because you couldn't even get an offense going. You literally just got hit. Yeah. And it's I a, felt a, like a, there were two rounds that should have been 10-8 Fury because he held Wilder to almost no punches and, and at least two rounds. Yeah, that is crazy. I guess and that's we, why... Do you think like the scoring needs to change, or the scoring's fine, just better judging? I, I, I feel like the scoring does the scoring system doesn't need to change, but I wonder at least at what kind of scoring was going on. Well, yeah, that's like, what, what I'm saying. Is like, is it the scoring or the judging? It's the judging. I say judging, judging. There needs to be more of a consensus about what is and isn't anything. Yeah. True that, man. Anyway, so how do you feel about the draw? So you you don't think it should have been a draw? I, I don't. I felt like Tyson Fury did enough to come to America from Great Britain after yeah. dealing with all the nonsense he had dealt with. I felt like he came over here and kind of gave the WBC heavyweight world champion a boxing one. What do you think the rematch is going to be like, though? Because regardless, like regardless of the draw, you know this. I mean, who doesn't want to see this fight again? This is this is That's a true, this that, is that, this that this is fight is going to be, it, 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 they you know even if it went to decision and Deontay yeah. lost his belt, we want one it's a clause for the rematch. Um, yeah, you know That's what I'm saying. That's why I felt like Tyson Fury should have won the fight because yeah. we already have a mandatory rematch clause. Uh, true, What's the hurt? It just builds more drama for the next fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for. I hate draws. I think, you know. I think there's certain fights that you like, man, that one was, I, I, I think there's certain fights that you watch and you go, you say to yourself, I don't even know how I would have judged it. So I can't be mad at the judging. I'll so, be completely honest. I'll be completely honest with you though. Um, I feel like Deontay Wilder is going to win the rematch. That's now, what I was going to say. I was about, that's what I was about to say. Cause I was like, you know, with all that said, whether it was a draw or a win, how do you think that rematch is going to go? Do you think 
uh, uh, this guy could survive another 12 rounds like that. Well, Deontay Wilder is going to have to make some adjustments, and I think that the adjustments that Team Wilder is going to make are to go to the body. Now, I'd, I, I'm going to have to rewatch the fight to remember exactly what round it happened, but Deontay Wilder accidentally caught Tyson Fury with a straight right hand to the body. And uh, for about at least two seconds, Tyson Fury was very hurt. And Deontay Wilder didn't notice to take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and you could easily see when someone's hurt to the body, you, you, you can see it. If you've really been hurt to the body before, yeah. you can tell the signs. Their entire physical frame starts to slow and slump. And for yeah. about two seconds, that was Tyson Fury halting aggression. So I believe that Team Wilder is going to come out uh, hitting to the body. They're going to come out attacking to the body. Now, do you think, though, and this is why I do think it's an intriguing fight, because I do think that with that said, like, that makes perfect sense. Uh, but I feel like Tyson Fury is one of those guys that, like, when you're a boxer like that, those are the adjustments. Those are the moments to adjust. And and I think that he has enough style to do that. But again, you know, I mean, you're in there with a a, a knockout artist. Nothing yeah. short of a knockout artist, because you could say, oh, it's because he's so big and powerful, and it is. But there's a lot of big and powerful heavyweights that have come and gone that do not have that kind of knockout ratio. That's that, stopping that's, power. That's crazy. Uh, I was going to say one of my all-time favorites, um, my all-time favorite heavyweight, it's hard to say it's anybody else besides Evander, Evander Holyfield, and then Muhammad Ali, but I wasn't like really growing up watching Muhammad Ali. I grew up watching Evander Holyfield. Um, but uh, George Foreman, I really always liked, liked George Foreman. I loved his jab. Like, uh, I just, he also just seemed, he had the, the highest knockout ratio. He was a hard hitter. He looked yeah. like he could knock somebody out with his jab. Like it was this slow, yeah. it was yeah. like this slow plodding jab, but when it hit you, it was like just knocked your head back. And, uh, but basically, Deontay Wilder's like the lighter, stronger, more vicious version of George Foreman, who had at one time the highest knockout ratio in heavyweight boxing and now is surpassed by this guy. So it's hard to imagine anybody's going to survive a rematch, like two visits, two fights with this guy. That's... Yeah, that's what I think. I think that Deontay Wilder, they're going to focus. They're going to overpower him. Yeah. That's going to be a good fight, man. It is. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be an amazing fight. But Team Wilder, they're going to look to go to the body. They're going to look to not follow Tyson Fury, but cut off the ring, use your jab to ignore his frustration, and line up that straight right hand to the body until he starts protecting it. And then you shoot that gun right up to the head. Yep. So are there any uh, fights that are coming out um, or coming up that you're interested in? Uh, Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner. That's a fight I'm interested in that's coming up. Lomachenko, Madraza, Earl Spence Jr., Mikey Garcia. Um, that's always a wonderful fight to think about. Uh, uh, um, let me see. What, what's like in the, in December? Anything coming up in December? Are all not those, yeah, all those are going to be like beginning of the year. Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't think anything else is coming in December that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Bellew and Yusikak already fought. You know, so Yeah, that was I'm, a pretty yeah, good fight, man. Did you see that fight? I need to. No, I need to see it. I still haven't seen it. I want to see it. It was a pretty good fight, man. Bellew was. Did you hear about the outcome on that one? 
Yeah, Tilly Bellew got knocked out. Yeah. But, I mean, Tony Bellew had been chasing the world championship for a long time. Finally ended up grabbing one. I'm glad he retired. He came up to heavyweight. He was thinking about fighting Anthony Joshua. So happy he didn't do that. You know, I'm glad he just decided to stay at cruiserweight, you know, and then move forward from there. Yeah, you know, uh, cruiserweight came up with me and um, Frank, and and um, he was saying, like, cruiserweight, there's there's not a lot of money in it, or is that true? Like, No, there's not. Like, why? I, well, I don't understand that. It's a relatively new weight class. It's, it's, it's a weight class that's supposed to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, 175 and 200. Yeah. Uh, that's what cruiserweight was supposed to do. I it's just feel like that's a, a scary, savage weight class. I don't understand it how. Is. Like I, it is. Like, uh, Tony Bell, you found that out. Yeah. I just don't... Going around with Usagak. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like there. that's the that's a weight class right there that has all the power and the speed. You know what I mean? Like heavyweight has like power, but not a lot of speed. 175 and anything lower is like, you know, powerful and tons of speed and action, action, action. The, I feel like, you know, anything between, you know, 175 and 200 pounds is power and speed. Like it's like the best weight for fighting. Yeah, I agree. Because it's it's just heavy enough that yeah, you don't want to be messing around with somebody two hundred and sixty pounds, but you could. If you know if yeah, you if you're to. very if you're real technical and you know how to you really know how to fight, you know, you could mess somebody up at hundred and ninety five pounds um and they're two hundred and um you know fifty pounds like it's not advisable. Don't mess with that dude. But you're not yeah, like. Yeah, but you don't. You don't want to open the door. But it's not like you're. Or you're intimidated. Yeah, it's not like you're. You're looking at somebody and you're. You're seeing. Oh my God, I'm so. I think the height is the, more the problem than the weight. Because if it's a guy my height that weighs 250 pounds, I'm like, I'm gonna beat the brakes off of you, dude. <laughs> like you're. Now you're, that's also true because I mean it's it's the the weight distribution also. Yeah, you know. Then you got you know six eight. 256 pounds of Tyson Fury. Yeah, no way, dude. I don't care. Well, six, six, he, he's six, nine. Oh, six, uh, nine, yeah. yeah well, I, I said about that that Russian guy, Kirbet Pugolev, I think, um, or Nikolai Bulikiev or something like that. He was the largest heavyweight champion that in the history of the, of the sport of boxing. He was seven foot one, and he looked like the stuff of nightmares. He looked like a oh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Frank was telling me about him that <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, yeah. seven Nick, feet. Yeah. That's crazy. Huh? You said seven yeah, foot he's tall. Like, seven, he's like seven foot one. Looked like the Babadook. I'm telling you, man, he's an ugly thing too. Yeah, I hope he never hears this, but you know, I ain't no offense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but yes, that was the, the the heaviest, you know. And I I I couldn't imagine fighting someone like that. You look up the pictures between Nikolai Voliev uh, and uh, David Hay. I, it looks like David and Goliath, and David Hayes like six seven. That's crazy. No, he's like he's like six 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 five six six. Voliev, is that V A L U E V? Yes. Holy! He was huge. That's crazy. David Hyde fought him. Are David Hayes, did, yeah. That is crazy. David Hay is a G, man. Yeah. He, David Hay broke his right hand on his face. 
David Hayes a G. He said, I'll do it. Yeah, that dude's crazy looking. That's a great... Uh, so David Hayes a heavyweight in this? Yeah. It's crazy because he just doesn't... He doesn't look like a heavyweight because he's standing next to this dude. Yep. He looks like if... Uh, what was that guy's name? George the Animal Steel from like 1980s wwf yeah it's a wrestler man he used to take the turnbuckles and rip them open with his mouth and eat them he was like you know he used to fight against like hulk hogan back in the day and stuff that like may that. Oh, okay that makes sense yeah he looks like that guy except twice as tall and leaner anyway anyway thank you so much for filling in uh for nate today man i appreciate oh, not a problem not a problem yeah. i hope i was able to uh you know, give you some good opinions, talk about some good things here. Um, I'd love to do this again with you if I, if I you know, did a, a good enough job to be invited back. Yeah, no, you did great, man. I mean, you have you have good insights, you know, stuff that not everybody's going to see. But, um, yeah, man, appreciate you and everything. Um, uh, I'll do well, the for everybody listening uh, at Sucker Punch, I want to thank you guys for listening to me, Curtis Hightower. Uh, you guys have a wonderful day. Great evening. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you having me on, sir. Hey, no problem. And if you ever want to, uh, you know, partake of his expertise, he could uh, break you down and build you up, teach you some boxing over at UFC Gym in South Austin. Check him out. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm out.